Hey, it's Alan Ferguson. Thanks for joining me on this episode of Pipeline to Profitability, the podcast for home service professionals. This podcast is proudly sponsored by Service Success Academy. Today, I'm honored to be joined by David Heimer. David is a founder and retired Chief Operating Officer of Service Nation, Inc. David is also one of the founders of Service World Expo, now recognized as the premier residential service event for contractors in North America. In 2019, David was named to the Contracting Business Hall of Fame for his work with Service Nation, improving the businesses of contractors worldwide. David is the creator and host of the Profiles in Prosperity podcast, the podcast for and about residential service contractors. So before I bring David in, today's podcast is is a shared effort. Okay, this is uh, going to be going up on both of our uh, on both of our platforms. And uh, me and David, we go back a long way. Okay, we met probably twenty years ago. Um, and we've done work within the US as well as Australia. And uh, this is going to be a lot of fun. And uh, David said to me, he's not used to being on the other side of the podcast. And uh, yeah, I think we're going to have some fun with this. So uh, let's welcome David to the podcast. So welcome to the podcast, David. I tell you, it's uh, it's been an absolute honor to... Um, to have known you over these years, and I want to welcome you to the Pipeline to Profitability podcast. Um, great bio, by the way. I mean, you've done amazing accomplishments, and we might touch on some of those things. Um, everyone that knows me knows that I've been part of Service Roundtable, Service Nation. So welcome, David, and uh, maybe we'll start off. You can, you might be able to fix up some of the, the um, you know, the, the things that weren't quite right about the bio, or maybe you can set everyone straight about David Heimer. <laughs> well, thank you, Alan. It's uh, it's a joy to be here with you, and uh, I've been a big admirer of yours for for as long as I've known you. I, I can't remember when it was we first met, but I think it was 2005 at uh, the Pumper Show, and uh, I've I watched you build your company. I've watched you help other people. It's been it's been an amazing experience, and, and you've helped us as well. So so thanks a lot. Thanks for all that. It's been an absolute honor. And um, yeah, we've got, um, you know, so when, when we go back to where we first met, I think we, I, I think I joined Service Roundtable maybe around 2005, something like that. I think it was, it was either 06, 07, the Pumper Show. I met you and, um, and lots of other great people. And we've, we've stayed fairly close over the years and we have done a lot together. So, um, so I want to just ask you, you, uh, were one of the co-founders of Service Roundtable, Service Nation, along with Matt Michelle and uh, you know the legendary Ron Smith, um, and uh, and I know there's a few others there, but um, you've retired now, and yep. um, and I don't know how you're enjoying retirement, but I get the feeling you're loving it. Yeah, <laughs> and uh, so I'd like to um, maybe a little bit of history about. Service Nation. I mean, we're about helping contractors. So whatever value we can give to our listeners and your listeners, um, that would be fantastic, David. Sure. Well, uh, you know, first of all, credit Matt Michelle with the idea. He he came up with it. 
Uh, he took me to lunch one day. He had a PowerPoint on his laptop. <laughs> he showed me the PowerPoint. It even had sound with it. And uh, I thought, man, this is really a great idea. And so uh, Matt and I went out and uh, raised some money. And uh, it was I thought we were going to have a really hard time raising money. But actually, we we could have raised a lot more than we did. We got the money quickly. And then uh for the next six months, Matt and I worked like dogs. Uh, we we would meet up at night and on weekends. Uh, we'd meet at like uh, we both had full time jobs. We would we'd meet at like nine o'clock and then we would work till two or three in the morning. And we did that uh, not straight through, but often uh, for about six months. And then in two thousand two, in September two thousand two, we launched Service Roundtable, and it was a hit. It, you know, there was just nothing like it at that time. If you look back now, uh, the idea, it seems sort of obvious, you know, well, of course, you need to have a website for industry professionals to help them grow their business. But at the time, it was it was pretty unique. And then from Service Roundtable, we added all our other stuff, you know, uh, our uh, Service Nation Alliance, the Best Practices Group, Roundtable Rewards, the Buying Group. Uh, Service World Expo, which has ended up being a really successful trade show. So a lot of work, but a lot of fun. And we managed to help a whole lot of contractors along the way. So it's been a very satisfying experience. It's been absolutely amazing to um, to watch what you guys have done. And and uh, look, I, I've sh- I, I don't want to go too far into my story here because we've you know we've got a limited limited time with the podcast, but um, I believe uh, that it was Service Nation, a Service Roundtable at the time, and the the ease of access from Australia because we didn't have any best practice in Australia. It was it was nil nil and void. It was well non-existent, and so I. I I'm sure it was around 2005 where I reached out, and I also reached out to a fellow by the name of James Leichter, Flat Rate Plus, because yep. um, we didn't have flat rate pricing in Australia, and and uh, and I know you guys didn't do that at the time, and and uh, so it was it was Service Roundtable, Flat Rate Plus, and I, because of the internet, we'd been playing with the internet for a few years uh, prior websites and 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 got away from yellow pages I think around 2002 um and it was the internet that connected me with you and that you had well I believe one of the probably if not the best um online best practice group on the planet now um not my company and uh, and I was honored to have been able to help you in Australia but it it opened up the world to best practice right yeah well, you know, uh, you are the reason we held one of our international roundtables in in Australia, which was amazing for us. Uh, went to Australia, met a lot of great Australian contractors, and uh, did seminars there. Uh, went to a trade show, and uh, it was it was a fantastic experience. So, if it hadn't been for you, we we would have never uh, we would have never gotten that opportunity. So I'm I'm very grateful for that, and uh, it really opened us up uh, in a whole lot of ways. We had a lot of Australian members, um, and um, you know, it's just one of those things when you get people from. Uh, 
with different backgrounds and different experiences, you can learn a lot and you get some tremendous ideas. So I was, uh, I was very, uh, uh, I grew a lot from that experience and our members did as well. So it was a, it was a great thing. And I think we helped out a lot of Australian contractors as well. Absolutely. Look, like I said, David, there was no, it wasn't, I think it was probably around 2010, 2011 or something when we, when, uh, when you guys hosted the, uh, international roundtable in Australia and I was, uh, I'd never done a lot of speaking and I'd never done much in the way of emceeing. And I, and I think I did both that. Uh, over those couple of days it was it was fantastic but um you know that i think that's a lesson uh not not just in you know with with contractors stepping out of their fear but it was a lesson for me i was moving from being a plumber um we added electrical and then air conditioning and grew our company to it was one of the largest comfort service companies in australia and uh and i thank you guys for a lot of that but Matt Michelle has often uh, has often um, corrected my words when I say, "Well, um, I've taken you know flat rate pricing from you guys and uh, and and best practice and brought it to Australia." And he he often uh, you know he, he said to me, "Alan, well, we didn't really create this stuff." Um, and nothing is yet. Yeah, no, what he what he made out was. That um, you know, I've taken it, and I've had to change it a little bit because Australians, um, we talk differently um, down under, I and uh, that. <laughs> I often get um, you you guys talk funny. Well, okay, have you had to listen to yourselves lately? But um, we <laughs> won't go there. So yeah, I took um, a lot from what I learned from you. And look, you weren't you guys weren't the only best practice group that was available, but um at the time but um i did learn so much from you so off off that topic for a second I'll, i i always like to with every podcast i do i want to make sure that we're giving um massive value to all the listeners plumbers electricians um hvac technicians so you've learned a lot in the last 20 plus years um so what 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 one or two things can a contractor now that's gone, well, I'm not too sure what to do. In Australia, we don't have the resources that are available in the US, but the internet has opened a lot up. So what's a couple of what's probably some of the most important things that a contractor really needs to focus on to be successful now in 2024? You know, there's uh I think that. Uh, there's a lot of what I would call common advice out there. And I, I and I think it's really good. You know, you got to know your numbers. You got to build a great brand. Uh, you should think about private labeling. Um, you know, it, it uh, you hear a lot of that stuff and it's all, it's all pretty good. So uh, what, when I talk to people and they ask me that, I, I like to give them something that I think is a, a little bit unique. And so, what I think about is relationships, that it's really all about relationships. And, you know, as guys, uh, there's a lot of guys in our industry. We're mostly guys. And um, we don't, we're a little uncomfortable talking about relationships. People don't, um, you know, or guys don't talk about it. We don't think about it. We just do what uh, seems to be kind of natural to us. But I think about relationships and I think that they're 
tremendously important. You know, human beings are the most successful species in the world because we're social creatures. You know, we band together to um, for survival and to survive uh, and to flourish and grow. And so I think that as a contractor, you should think about relationships in, you know, basically five ways. One is relationships with other contractors. So we learn from each other, right? Um, we, uh, that's just the nature of human beings. We tell each other stories, we commiserate, we help each other out. And so you need to have relationships with other contractors. No man is an island. You have to, to get to know other contractors. You have to find out what's worked for them. You have to tell them what problems you're having. You have to be an open book with them. Help them out as well. And so I think that joining a best practices group so you can get those important relationships with other contractors is really important so you can share and grow with each other. Then I think the second kind of relationship is relationships with your vendor partners. So, you know, the traditional model of vendors is that um, they're somebody that you kind of beat up. You try and argue with them to get the best price at the and the fastest delivery, et cetera. But if you think about a vendor partner, somebody that is partnering with you to help you grow and you're helping them grow, there can be a lot of value in that relationship. And uh, vendors bring can bring you a whole lot of information about the market, about new products, about new ways of doing business. You know, so when a vendor comes to your office, you need to set the bar pretty high with them. You need to make sure that they're not just bringing donuts, but they're bringing ideas and things that can help you grow. And you have an obligation with them as well. You got to help them grow. Maybe you need to introduce them to some other contractors. Maybe you have to give them some product ideas. Who knows? But uh, think about those relationship with your vendor partners and, and treat them as great uh, value. I think you got to have a coach. And I think you need an important relationship with a coach. I've had coaches for most of my career. Sometimes there were informal relationships, but there was always somebody in my life that was important to me that was coaching me and helping me along the way. And I think formalizing that relationship, getting a really great coach to help you grow your business is important. And maintaining that relationship is also tremendously important. Uh, another relationship, relationship with your team. You know, um, if if you are of the mindset where I am the boss and everybody does exactly what I tell them to do, that when I say jump, they ask how high, you know, those days are gone. <laughs> you really need to build a team and it needs to be a team of people that uh, respect you, that like you, that will work with you, that fit into your way of doing business, that match your culture, uh, all that is really important. So focusing on the relationships with your team, making sure you're doing the things to help them be successful so they will help you be successful is tremendously important. And then the last one, you know, most uh, touchy-feely of all, relationship with your family. If you don't have a great relationship with your family, um, if things are falling apart at home, it's really hard to be successful in business. You know, you go into the office, you think that you're uh, working, but really what you're doing is worrying about your family. 
And so you gotta, you gotta maintain those personal relationships as well, make sure they grow. So for me, you know, a lot of great advice out there, but I think, uh, relationships is, is the one that I like to uh, get people thinking about. Some great advice, David. And you know, the, the, uh, the one thing that, um, there's absolutely nothing I disagree there and, uh, it's look, we are in the people business or, you know, we're in the marketing, um, marketing and people business. I think they're, they're a couple of very important points to, um, to drive forward a, uh, um, a service business in 2024. There's a lot of change coming to the industry, and if we've got time, we might touch on some of that. But um, one of the things that opened my eyes up, and I and I, it was even before I met you and uh, the great folks of Service Nation, is connecting with my direct competitors in my local market. Now that's that's yeah. a big no. That that's always been a big no no. Um, and I found it was one of the most valuable things I'd ever done because, um, if you were to reach out to, um, you know, a competitor and introduce yourself, um, and look, it's business. I get it. Some, some contractors don't want to share anything with anyone, but no one's fucking original. Everything's like, uh, you know, there's, there's really no original ideas. It's old ideas, you know, that have been resurfaced and relabeled. So uh, to me, that was the relationships that I developed with my fellow contractors in Australia was one of the most powerful things that I did. But I just, um, I know, um, as I as I said in the introduction, David, this is a unique podcast because the mics are getting turned. So um, I'm hoping that um, you know you you're going to get to turn the mic on me a little bit. So I'll probably um, I'll back off. And I know you've got a couple of questions for me. And this podcast yep. is going not just in the pipeline to profitability podcast, but the profiles to prosperity podcast. Right, which you've been an amazing um, host of for for many years now, and I think I've been on that a couple of times. If I remember, yeah, you have been, and uh, it's uh, you you've contributed a lot. Yeah, profiles and prosperity has been uh, a lot of fun to do, and it's been very interesting. Before I ask you a question, I I, I need to you know you were talking about connecting with uh, with contractors and. Con con uh, working with uh, contacting your competitors. And uh, I had the most amazing story yesterday. It was from Mike Chastain, who's just joined Service Nation Alliance. And he was telling me that he had posted on, you know, maybe a Facebook group or somewhere else about how down in the dumps he was. This was months ago. And one of his competitors, who is, who is a Service Nation Alliance member, reached out to him, Rich Flournoy. And Rich called him up and said, listen, man, I'm here for you. If there's anything I can do for you, uh, just let me know. And by the way, we're having a Service Nation Alliance meeting at our at our office. Uh, if you're not a member of Service Nation, come by and, and take a look. And I'll show you around the office and our operations. And if there's anything I can do to help you with your business, let me know. You know, and Mike said, you know, he he had watched Rich from afar as Rich grew his business, and he was really envious of 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 Rich and wondered how he had done it. And he had heard other people, you know how it is in the trades. Oh, this guy over there, he's a real hard ass. He's he's uh, bad business practices, yada yada yada. You know, 
And he said instead what he found was this very genuine guy who lives his values, who's built a great company, and uh, was just genuinely reaching out to see if he could if he could help. So I, I'd urge, you know, the story that you said about reaching out and talking to your com- your competitors, I think that's a great point. And, uh, and people should do that more often. You know, you'll find out that most of them are just like you. They're great people. They're doing their best to run a business. You can learn something from them. And having friendly competitors is not a bad thing. You know, it's, uh, it can work out, it can work out, uh, it can work out pretty well. All right. So, Alan, I got some questions for you. I'm usually, as you said, on the other side of the microphone. So uh, I'd like to (laughs) I'm I'm a little more comfortable asking questions and answering them. So uh, you built an amazing plumbing and HVAC business in Sydney. Well known, well respected. You're now in the USA. uh, Sharing your knowledge, giving people your experience, helping people out. Tell me, give me some more details about what you're up to. Um, so I've got, um, I've got quite a thing, quite a few things actually, um, going at the moment. And my biggest focus was, look, as you know, I had, uh, uh, one of the, um, most horrific media attacks in Australia history and, um, not just me personally, it was, um, it was, the fact that I was, I brought flat rate pricing to Australia, although there was one company that had me as a client before me, but flat rate pricing would not be where it is now in Australia if I didn't go ahead and do that. Um, we grew our company, once we went from charging time and material to flat rate pricing, our business grew really fast. Like we were doubling every couple of years um you know we went from a one million dollar business to a 24 million dollar business in not that um long period of time um but we got attacked because i was known to be teaching contractors how to rip off the elderly and through flat rate pricing and uh so the media attack was was targeted at me then when i I pretty much shut down my coaching service roundtable, so I shut everything down. I thought my my company is so important to me. That's what I got to look after. So they're after me. Fine. I I put a general manager in the business. I step back, and then those uh, dogs come after the company, and they come after it aggressively. Um, and anyone that knows anything about the media, um, it doesn't sell. It doesn't. It they don't um, succeed unless they're um, giving negative negative news. So they, the, the damage was pretty uh, was was bad actually. So um, I'm out of that company now, um, and I decided that the US is where I wanted to spend part of my time. I still spend a fair bit of time in Australia, but right now I'm helping contractors. My my strength was always plumbing and drain cleaning, and uh, I think. Uh, drain cleaning is an area of the market that's not it's it's no one's really got it working that well in in america yet there's some big companies um but every service company has um the potential to add a drain clearing drain cleaning division and i'm all about the add on isn't it it's an amazing add-on i'm not seeing enough companies do it so you know i've i've um we've 
I've teamed up with Joe Cunningham. We're doing a little bit of stuff together. We work together in Houston. Um, but my my business is primarily online because I've got um, amazing clients in Australia, amazing clients in the US, and I wanted to build an online training business, but it's very focused on plumbing and drains and uh, and it's going very well. And the podcasts, I started 2013. I love to add value to the industry. I love to have great people like yourself, David. I, I was blessed to have had um, um, an amazing individual. I think everyone's heard of Tony Robbins. Um, I didn't have Tony Robbins on the podcast, but I had the next best thing, his son, Jarek, um, who was amazing, by the way. So that was a, a recent podcast. I've also had the likes of Tommy Mello. So I enjoy the podcasts, um, but it's it's just a way of promoting what I'm about. And I'm about helping contractors to succeed via adding plumbing and drain cleaning to their to their operations. It's a it's an amazing opportunity, and I I think you're right. People uh, are not doing it as well as they could have, be, as they could be doing it. And uh, you certainly got the experience and know how to help them with that. So, uh, do you primarily like? Do you find that most of the clients that you're working with already have a plumbing division, or do you help uh, like HVAC companies add a plumbing division? What to, what have what have you found is the sort of the sweet spot for you? I um, is it all of the above? Yeah, I haven't worked with that many companies that didn't have a plumbing division, um, but I have. You know, this was really interesting when I um, it was back when I, I spent a little bit of time on the you know with with a competitor of Service Roundtable. Uh, everyone that knows me knows that I've you know I haven't been in one best practice group and and most. And thanks for men mentioning uh, Richard Flournoy, by the way. Amazing individual. I consider yeah. him a, a really good friend. And he's coming on the podcast as well. So oh, great. great to get um, um, Richard and uh, his, his lovely wife, Felicia, on the podcast too. So it was back around 2007, I was at a, um, I was at, it was a Nexstar event. And I got to meet the likes of Kenny Chapman and Mike Aguilero and um, and the founder of Horizon Services, um, David Geiger, I think. And it was in a, it was a, I think it's David Geiger. And Horizon, if anyone doesn't know who they are, I think they're they're probably a nine hundred million dollar a year business. They might be bigger now. They've done a lot of acquisitions for growth. And the conversation went like this, and David basically said, um, you know, we've got, we started off as HVAC, we've got HVAC, we've got plumbing, um, we've got electrical, and I, and I, I, don't, I, I don't know if this is exactly accurate, this is going back, you know, 15 years or more, and he said, but drain cleaning is the most profitable, and I found that in my companies, without a doubt. Um, you can make a lot of money in HVAC, you can make a lot of money in plumbing, electrical, water heaters, but if you do drains right, the margins are way higher. You've got to you've got to utilize technology, and that technology is is um is trenchless, no dig drain repair, and it's highly profitable, David. Is is there much of a capital investment in that? Not the way I recommend it. Uh you can look. If if you're a drain 
clearing or drain cleaning company, and there is a difference. Um, you need the basics. You need the 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 um, the snakes. You need the flex shaft uh, machines. You need the water jetters. And depending in the US, it's different depending on the climate. Um, so you also need cameras. Cameras is the most important part about a drain cleaning operation. You've got to have be able to show the customer the problem. So if you were to say, I want to get into trenchless, um, no dig, you can you can get into that for about another ten, fifteen thousand dollars on top of your initial investment of of the basic drain cleaning equipment. I mean, you're not doing full full um, the full house line um, replacements, but you can do spot repairs, um, which you know most properties when they have a drain problem, it's usually one problem. Um, some bigger properties have multiple, but you can actually get into it very at a very low capital outlay. Um, and make a ton of money, but it's knowing what to do. You've got it's not just here I am. I've got the equipment. I've got I've, I can do all this. You've got to learn how to market, and that's why I recommend utilizing uh, discounted drain clear, which is marketing. Uh, you don't have to discount too much. Um, so there's there's quite a few things that need to be done. But your average HVAC company that wants to get in this can get into it without a lot of money if if they look at forming a partnership and I've I've done I've done a lot of podcasts and um and training on this um merging with a company maybe acquiring a small business to get the owner and the license and there's that's some of the stuff that I've learned from yourself and Matt and Service Nation over the years and uh but yeah it's very very profitable David if done right yeah, well, you are the expert on this. I really don't know anybody that knows this better than you do. So I hope that uh, people are taking advantage of of that and and reaching out to you because uh, it's it's an opportunity that uh, companies who want to grow shouldn't miss. Yeah, I appreciate you saying that, and uh, it is a niche. And uh, look, I, I try to look. I've learned so much, not just from you and Matt but from some of the people you've introduced me to the uh, the Mark Madisons and uh, Joe Cunningham you know we we brought Joe to Australia 10 years ago and he taught me a whole new way of running business which you know is known by everyone's talking about call by call management and uh, yeah that's what Joe taught me uh, when he came to Australia in 2013 and according to Joe he was teaching Call by call management in 1992 to the likes of Carrier and uh, or, or yes, yeah, some air conditioning companies. So call by call is not new, but it's an absolute game changer when you see how it can be implemented into a business. And we made our plumbing business, our drain business, way more profitable and grew way faster by introducing call by call. The great Joe Cunningham. Yeah, he's a, he is an amazing person. And uh, the stuff that he's taught has uh, been wonderful for uh, for everybody. I, I I continue to recommend him. Great guy. There is hey, no one, no you. one like Joe Cunningham, period. It's that uh, he is amazing. Um, he's a great teacher. He's a great mentor. But number one, he's a great friend. When you're friends with Joe Cunningham, 
I think that uh, friendship would uh, would go to the grave. Yeah, yeah, hey, amazing guy. Hey, uh, so I saw you published an ebook. What is that about, and uh, how do you how do you get your hands on it? Okay, so um, I'm going to make it really easy here. I mean, the ebook is five steps to 10x your income. Okay, so I've got five key steps that, um, if followed, you can actually uh, increase your revenue in your plumbing and drain business. It's like I said, I stay in my lane. Something that I was taught. It's it's for plumbers. Uh, and drain cleaners, and it's really easy to get a hold of that ebook. Is you've just got to remember this: it's Alan A double L A N um, Ferguson dot com, and that'll take you through to the Pipeline to Profitability podcast, and uh, and give you access to my contact details and um, and everything that we're about. So I, I wanted to try to make it as easy as possible for everyone to get access to. It's it's a simple ebook. talks about the benefits of uh, discounted drain clearing uh, staging, which I believe um, of all the training I've ever done, staging is probably the area that most contractors need to pay attention to. Um, and uh, yeah, so um, that's how... The listeners can get a hold of uh, my ebook. Awesome. AlanFerguson.com. And you've got to remember that Alan is spelled with two L's, and two A's. A's only, two A's and two L's. <laughs> but I'll give you all the, uh, the information uh, for your show notes. But um, yeah, just uh, rather than giving away too many, uh, we, we also have training in servicesuccessacademy.com as well. Uh, that's another great resource. And uh, look, I'm for the industry, David. I think you know that. And even though the beating that I incurred down under by the media, uh, it still hasn't stopped me. I mean, I um, um, I put up a post in uh, Facebook, and I and I look as much as I hate Facebook. I think it's a great marketing tool. And the reason I hate it is because it's a freaking distraction. Um, and my type of personality gets distracted easy. But I find Facebook is a really good way to, uh, there's some amazing best practice groups um, and communication, and you meet really good people. But um, the post that I put up the other day is um, it was a picture of Muhammad Ali on the, on the, uh, on the on the canvas, and um, it, it said, um, um, "You don't, you 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 only lose when you quit." Okay, so you can get knocked down. Goes back to the original Rocky. Uh, you can get knocked down, but as long as you keep getting back up and you don't quit, you never lose. This it it just can't happen. Yeah, in business, you're always going to have some kind of failures along the way. The idea that somebody starts a business and it just is. Uh, uh, grows grows exponentially without encountering any problems. That's a complete myth. <laughs> you know, there's all kinds of ups and downs, and the truth is that we learn a lot from the downs, and they help us. They help us grow and build better companies for the future. So you just gotta stick with it, right? Absolutely, Dave. And and look, um, the other thing too, and and uh, you you've said quite a few things that really resonated to me. And the other thing is, everyone needs a coach. Period. Um, you know, with 
a company that I, I founded back around 2010. It was a leadership development company, another company that we had to, you know, we had to, um, I had to exit because media was coming after Alan Ferguson, not the companies. But um, the uh, that that's something else that I, I learned that um, everyone, no matter who they are, the most successful people on the planet need a leader. They need to be led. They need to allow themselves to be led and they need a mentor. And there's no exception to that. It doesn't matter who you are. So if anyone that's listening, <clears throat> if they want to have the absolute best drain business, highly profitable, added, added on to whatever, um, feel free to reach out to me. Um, and uh, yeah, look, I can definitely help you at whatever size you're at with your company. Yep, I agree. I second that. I know that uh, you are the expert in this area, and I've known you for years and years. You will help people build great drain cleaning operations. Absolutely. So uh, just um, if you don't mind, um, tell us how you're enjoying retirement, David. What's happening? Uh, you, you, you've got something <laughs> going on, I can tell. There's still some passion there. Oh, yeah. Well, you know, uh, Frankly, for a long time in my in my life, the idea of ever retiring was something that I just couldn't stomach. You know, I thought, why would I ever retire? I love what I'm doing. I love business, you know. Uh, but we sold the business in 2017. I was we were working for the parent company. No, nothing wrong about the parent company, EverCommerce. They were they were fine. But you know, if you've been running your own business for a while. Uh, working for other people is just never that great. And so after a while, I realized, you know, I don't have to work anymore. Uh, if if I plan this out right, I could be really happy doing other things. And so I, honestly, it took me, uh, I started planning for it 18 months in advance. I had a coach at the time, and that was a major part of our discussion for about 12 months talking about what I was going to do, how I was going to retire, how I was going to plan it, while I was setting up the succession, what I needed to do uh, after I retired, what would make me happy. You know, we went through through all of that. So by the time I got to uh, retirement, um, I was I was set. I was ready for it. Um, so, you know, they say if you've got uh, things you love to do, you got someone that you love to be with if you're in a good relationship, uh, back to relationships, and you've got enough money, uh, you can be very happy retired. So I'm I'm in a uh, I'm in a good situation. Uh, you know I still do my my podcast profiles in prosperity. I love doing that. I started a small company. Right now it's just me and uh, an occasional uh, uh, person that I contract with to do some some work. And, um, you know, I've, I've decided that I needed to volunteer more, contribute to my community. So I've been working with uh, my rotary. I'm going to be the rotary club president. Listen, this rotary club, because uh, I want to plug it for just a moment here. We raise between 120 and $200,000 every year for the Ronald McDonald house in Dallas, you know, and it's, uh, it's, it's amazing. Uh, and then in addition to that, I was on the international chair for the uh, Rotary Club, and, and we gave a lot of money to some projects in Congo. We uh, helped elementary schools. We 
built some uh, water, clean water systems. Uh, we've created some sustainable food systems. So uh, volunteer stuff. I created a, a longevity uh, health and fitness MOI. And uh, so I have a group to, to work with. To uh, I want to make sure I stay. I live a long time and that it's a long, healthy life. And then, you know, I'm fortunate I'm able to travel. So my wife and I and friends have traveled quite a bit. So uh, I'm still playing soccer. So I've got a lot, a lot of things going on. I don't know that anybody finds them particularly interesting, but uh, I feel like I'm living my best life. <laughs> I love it, David. And I really, um, you know, I think if anyone deserves it, um, you do. And uh, I, th I think it's good to share um, the success and the and the success and, and what comes after the hard work that you and Matt have put in. So I'm sure the contractors uh, that are listening in um, take some inspiration from you to actually set some goals to be, you know, in a, in a similar position. And look, I've been blessed myself with the amount of travel that I've done to, to the US, to Europe. Um, no. And I decided as I was uh, growing my business I, that I would live along the way. And uh, so, but a lot of contractors don't do that. And they just, um, and, and I find that more in the US than in Australia. Um, where they just work their absolute tails off with a goal to get, you know, maximize the sale of their business. But then they run into health troubles. And so I think something important to take from this is to enjoy, enjoy your life as, as you're working, um, but also have the goal to um, be in a position that you're in now. So congratulations on all that, David. So how do our listeners get a hold of David Heimer? So um, the podcast is Profiles in Prosperity, and you can listen to the podcast anywhere you get your podcasts. You just do a search for Profiles in Prosperity, or you can go to the website, profilesinprosperity.com. Best way to reach me by email, david at newmediaempire.com. I decided to call it New Media Empire because Matt kept describing, saying, uh, David's going to start some kind of small business after he retires. And I thought, eh, I'm not sure I want to always describe it as a small business. So I'll name it New Media Empire. <laughs> Love it. <laughs> but it is small. It's mostly just me now. <laughs> Fantastic. Well, congratulations on all your success. Thank you from me and every, and all the I think 80 members that we had in Australia um, for changing lives. And uh, it's been a lot of fun, David. I've really, uh, really enjoyed the ride with you guys. And, uh, but I know yourself and uh, Matt are still young enough. You've still got plenty ahead, I believe. That's my prediction. And uh, I'm looking forward to seeing what that is. And I'd love to be able to help you in any way on your journey. Well, thank you very much. Likewise, Alan, I've always been an admirer of yours, and um, I'm so happy. I'm actually, I'm really happy that you're here in the U.S. You know, I mean, uh, uh, you know, there's the time zone issues, there's all the other stuff. So having you here in the U.S., helping U.S. contractors, that's going to be fantastic. And I see nothing but uh, amazing growth for you and the people that get to work with you. So thanks for being here and thanks for doing this.
Love it, David. Fantastic. All right. Well, thanks again um, for everyone who's listened in to the Pipeline to Profitability podcast. And uh, and this has been an amazing podcast with the one and only David Heimer. Thank you, David. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs>